This week on MXPB, Glitch is back and he's bringing Dishonor with him. Plus, October releases, history, Mario movie, and more. Don't go away, MXPB starts now. Hello and welcome to the Morning XP Boost, where your hosts, Tox and Glitch, yay, Glitch yay. is back, <laughs> and we're here to give you the experience points you need to level up and get through your week. Welcome Black, welcome back, Glitch. Yeah, feels good, feels good to be back. On Are you refreshed and relaxed and ready to go? I am refreshed and relaxed, and I'm refreshed and relaxed. How about you? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, I didn't get to go on a cruise, so I am still just, uh, I'm chilling. Um, this week, we're going to talk about news and history, and if we have some time, we'll talk about October releases that we're excited for coming up in the month of October, because it's October already. Uh, yeah, that's what we're doing. Meanwhile, Glitch, uh, did you get a chance to play anything during your time off? I have. Uh, so I've been playing a lot of No Man's Sky. I don't know if... I think I've said this before. So, of course, Skyrim is my number one favorite game of all time. And No Man's Sky has pretty quickly become my number two. And uh, the the game recently received an update. And it came out for Nintendo Switch. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes. But first, I want to know, have you played anything? Oh, I'm still just playing Splatoon 3. I haven't had a lot of time for anything else, but I still love it. And recently, my friend, because uh, I play a lot of Salmon Run, which is the co-op mode where mm -hmm. you have four players and you fight against these, uh, I guess, different fish that kind of like come <laughs> at you and you have to collect the golden power eggs um, for Mr. Grizz, who is kind of a mysterious figure it's he's like a bear i guess you'd never really see him he, he he looks like a wooden like a carved wooden small carved wooden statue of a bear uh like a grizzly bear and his name is mr grizz and apparently has this empire harvesting golden power eggs um and yeah he's, he's it's all kind of shady right you go and you do this work it looks all grimy and like grungy um and it's, I guess, ethically questionable as you're just, like, destroying all these fish. They're trying to destroy you, too, so I guess it's a battle. But, uh, and taking their eggs, harvesting them for Mr. Grizz uh, to sell. And you're basically, it's kind of cool, you're, like, employed by Mr. Grizz. So, like, you get a ranking, and as your ranking increases, you get a higher, it's like, salary. <laughs> you get more points, and as you collect points, you get different kinds of rewards in game uh the different currencies and items and stuff did, so uh did you yeah. hear yourself this <laughs> i yes. wouldn't i wouldn't mention the first half of everything you said to somebody who doesn't know that this is a video game it sounded like the ramblings of a homeless person well i've got <laughs> to uh i gotta collect these fish you see for mr Grizz. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a really, I mean, Splatoon <laughs> is full of awesome things and Salmon Run is one of those really awesome things. But my point was, I learned 
uh, a new thing. So one of the so there are different bosses in the Salmon Run. Those are the ones with the golden eggs, and you destroy them to collect them. So one of the bosses are these like little like flying fish that uh, fly in like a circular pattern uh, on top of you, and you have to like climb a little tower and then like destroy them. But I didn't realize until my friend pointed out and then sent me the uh, YouTube video of these fish have their own like mini theme song. Like, of course, there's like a theme song for the game mode and there's all kinds of sounds. But these fish uh, themselves hum like a little ditty like (laughs) (laughs) and you can only hear it when they're like you're really close to them. And it's just it's delightful. It's delightful. This game sounds like a delightful working of a madman. It sounds like so random, but so fun. It's awesome. You gotta play it, man. <laughs> I really do. I really, really do. It's it's on the list. It's on the list. Well, that's all we can ask, I guess. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about No Man's Sky? Or should we, should we cover it in the news? What Let's do you think? Let's cover it in the news. All right. Let's do the news. Oh, man. So, I guess the first thing we'll talk about then is on, I think it was Friday, which that would have been October 7th. Is that right? October? Sure. Yeah, Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, No Man's Sky released for the Nintendo Switch along, side by side with a hefty update, update 4.0 Waypoint, which uh, updated visuals. There was a lot of, um, what is it called? I even put it in graphics. the notes right here. Yes, visuals, graphics, um, <laughs> way of life improvements, uh, increased uh, inventories, and a complete re- This is huge. A complete rework of the difficulty settings to allow more accessibility and a focus on play the way you want, which is really important for... Uh, I, I was actually listening to the guy whose who's dream this game is, and... Um, he was talking about how he really wants switch players to be able to just pick up and play however they want. You know, if you want to go in and do the hardcore survival mode thing, go for it. But if you just want to go in and goof off and focus on the story and the exploration, then you can do that with the, with removing some of the survival aspects of it. Nice. I'm, I don't know what I should do. I want to play this game. Uh, I heard that the Switch port is really good, but it doesn't have online multiplayer yet. I don't know if it will. Uh, if I wanted to play this game, what platform should I pick it up on? I mean, it depends on how you're going to play. So for me, I don't use multiplayer. Um, it To me, you know, the the rare occurrence that you're going to run across another player, I mean, sure, that's fun. Um, but you're in an infinite universe almost uh somebody stated uh i think it was ign that it would take 585 million years to to visit every single one of the planets in no man's sky so (laughs) um it's difficult to run cross people in this environment so i mean if you just want to go in and play around kind of do like the minecraft kind of thing where you go in and create your own worlds and build and explore then you know the switch is for you yeah but if you yeah, want but i that- want to have a world with my friends and i want to have a world with my wife where we can argue about what the layout should be <laughs> then i'd probably pick it up on playstation or pc 
that would be okay. the the way to go. Okay. But graphically, awesome. um, I was actually watching a review on Switch Up. Um, the guy did a really good. He always does really good reviews. I think on Nintendo Switch games, and uh, he gave he gave it really good. I think he gave it like a uh, an eighty percent basically overall. Um, which he's a he's a pretty critical. He has a very critical rating system. So the fact that it got you know above seventy, it's that's pretty spectacular. Awesome. Yeah. All right. I'm excited. I want to play it. I was looking at all of these games. I think I said last week in the PlayStation Plus like catalog. So like with the premium and ultra, whatever all the tiers are for PlayStation Plus, um, just all these games that used to be, I guess, maybe part of the streaming catalog are now just like add to library like type <laughs> games. And so I saw that. And I was like, oh my gosh, so many games. I just started adding them. And then <laughs> Thorne kind of burst my bubble when he reminded me that, uh, you know, you you have to maintain your membership and probably at that tier in order to play those games. So right. I was just like, I thought I was just like, grab them and then play them later. But uh, yeah, I'm, I, now I have all these games in my library that I eventually might not be able to play and I'm not going to be able to differentiate them. So I'm actually kind of regretting that move. Oh, <laughs> um, but there's lots of stuff I want to play. What's the point of that story? <laughs> is is no so I guess No Man's Sky is in the the PlayStation. Yeah, uh, it's not, I was just thinking like uh, uh, I wanted to go through and play all these games that I've been thinking about playing, including uh, all the ones that I uh, kind of like <laughs> frantically grabbed and put added to my library last week. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Yeah, it's overwhelming. It's a bit overwhelming. It is. Uh, I was actually just looking at. I got another offer from Sony, like in my email, about uh, upgrading, like my the, the remainder of my current. Um, what is it? Uh, PlayStation yeah. Plus subscription, and mm-hmm. uh, I was like, ah, you know, they they keep sending me these pretty good deals on, you know, right now five dollars for the next what is it eight months or something. Um, to upgrade should i just go ahead and do it for five dollars because there's a lot of games i mean miles morales is in there and i haven't played that yet um oh yeah i should i should just do it to be honest but i have so many other games that i want to play and keep playing yeah it's so hard (laughs) i need to do it for science and then commit to playing one of those games and then you're good (laughs) then do it for the podcast yeah it's uh it's research (laughs) i need to all right yeah you talk me into it cool all right all right what else do we have in the news then yeah while you go and do that uh i saw actually a couple things um there's one big one and then i guess there's one interesting one i thought you might like uh new crash bandicoot announcement teased (laughs) so i guess crash bandicoot 4 which is kind of like somewhere between like a reboot uh slash remake slash revival um kind of picks up it's sort of like a like a sequel but also like a like a reboot um to the original crash bandicoot trilogy uh crash bandicoot 4 it's about time it came out in 2020 on consoles but is coming out on pc uh october 18th i think and uh you know to hype it up some influencers or streamers or whatever are getting little gifts uh to presumably share on social media and build hype 
uh, like in the form of a pizza box that has some clues that apparently hint at a potential announcement, Crash Bandicoot related announcement coming up on uh, December 8th, which just happens to be uh, the scheduled time for the Game Awards, our favorite, <gasps> one of our favorite Jeff Keighley events. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I freaking love Crash Bandicoot. I love video games, but Crash Bandicoot is one of those like iconic characters. So, yeah. Yep. So I'm excited for you. And meanwhile, I might try Crash Bandicoot 4. I wonder if it's in my uh, frantically acquired <laughs> uh, collection. Actually, I think it's free in the PlayStation collection catalog for buying the PlayStation okay. 5. I think it's in there. Okay. It's either so that or it's the there. trilogy reworked or whatever. It it was yeah. free at one point because I know I have it in there somewhere. Yeah, I think I saw the trilogy. I know yeah. what you're talking about. And 4 was also free at some point, because I've got it. I don't know how I got it, but it's in there. I don't know where this thing came from. It just showed up. I don't know where you came from. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Yeah. (laughs) Um, What else do you want to talk about in the news? Uh, Well, uh, rip Overwatch. Your days are done. Um, So if you paid $60 for Overwatch, guess what? You paid for a game that doesn't exist anymore. I hope you had fun but, with it. Right, but yep. <laughs> you're playing Overwatch 2 instead. <laughs> yeah, you're playing Overwatch 2, which is free to play. So you can play it with everybody else. So once again, if you paid $60 for Overwatch, enjoy playing. You enjoyed several years <laughs> of a good game for you did. $60. <laughs> you did. Um, and feasibly, you know, they probably did something for those OG players for Overwatch 2. Um, Fortnite kind of did the same thing. They had like a it's like a heritage giveaway. Fall Guys did it. So I'm sure Overwatch did it too. Um so Overwatch 2 came out on I think it was October 4th and uh did the server struggle on day 1? Of course they did. Uh it is free to play. So of course Blizzard is going with the battle pass system. So there is a battle pass free to purchase. Um to help cushion the servers, though, Blizzard did do a pretty uh, impressive thing by uh, decreasing the amount of overall players, which a lot of players actually are really happy with, because I don't know if you've ever played Overwatch. It is very hectic. So uh, they took it from a 6v6 to a 5v5, um, which that's, mm. to the players, it seems like a very happy, a happy ground. People are happy with that. That could change a lot of things, actually. I wonder if that affects like any of the existing maps, if it makes them play differently. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, some of the choke points and stuff will be different, so. Cool. Hey, you reminded me, uh, one thing I don't think I've mentioned on the podcast that I thought was kind of interesting. Splatoon actually has a battle pass of sorts. (laughs) What? Yeah, uh, this is not necessarily a new thing to Splatoon. They've always had like, time related events splatfests happen you know you know they kind of come in as special events maybe asynchronously uh but the stages rotate every hour as every splatoon player knows and is intimately familiar with it's kind of annoying sometimes um the salmon run happens on a different cadence every couple days or something uh those rotate every couple days and now there is sort of like a several months ish cadence to what they call the catalog which is 
the catalog levels up separately from your typical level, um, which is kind of like a battle pass leveling up in Fortnite or something. Mm -hmm. And at every level you get like a new item or cosmetic uh, dealy uh, in game. And then I guess they're going to refresh that catalog in, I don't know, uh, I think in November is when it's scheduled to be refreshed. Oh, start over. Yeah. That's pretty great. Kind of like Nintendo's mini version of a battle pass. Cause everyone's got to have a battle pass these days, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing if you don't have a battle pass? <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about the elephant in the room. The, uh, <laughs> super Mario brothers movie trailer ah! that <laughs> dropped just a couple days ago. Uh, I assume. So first, most importantly, did you watch it? Uh, yeah. A couple times. Did you watch the Nintendo Direct like that it was a part of with the kind of, uh, you know, notes from Chris Pratt and Jack Black? No, I did not watch that. Okay, yeah. So it was announced during a special Nintendo Direct with Miyamoto uh, and I think the one of the directors from or head of Imagination. They gave a little speech saying thank you, thank you. And then Chris Pratt, who plays Mario, of course, said a little bit. Um, and then Jack Black said a little bit. They were mostly just saying how honored they were to work on it and then trying to be funny uh, with varying degrees of success. Uh, and then they showed the trailer. Yeah. Oh. So what did you think of the trailer? The So the part where the little, uh, like, penguin people were were attacking the uh the koopas that was that was so hilarious and cute at the same time they're like dude now you have felt the extent of our wrath do you yield (laughs) do you yield (laughs) and then bowser just melts half the castle oh my gosh i yeah it so i think imagination they did angry birds which i think they did angry birds i know they did um uh what is it despicable me if they did Angry Birds, then this is going to be a really great movie because that that movie is actually pretty hilarious. And um, Chris Pratt's voice, I think I think he did a pretty good job. I know that this is a very hot, controversial yeah, people topic. are hating on it. He had like he said like three words in this trailer. Yeah. And they're already like, you, yeah, judging it. And I think. If Mario's gonna talk and say more than just like his catchphrases, I think that's the voice that he has. I think it's yeah. gonna work just fine. I mean, it could have been Bob Hoskins. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> which uh-huh. there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, yeah, right. It it can't be if it's it's gonna be like an animated movie like this. It can't be the a stereotypical like Italian voice because that no. it's pretty offensive at this point, I think. And then it can't be like something that is abrasive to listen to for a long period of time. Like, you know, <laughs> Mario's catchphrases are awesome, but like you're not gonna listen to an hour of dialogue of <laughs> in that voice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh so I think it's gonna be fine. And if yeah. it's weird, I'm sure during the movie you'll get used to it within five minutes and it won't be a big deal. Yeah. Um I think the casting looks phenomenal. So, I mean, I'm really, I'm really excited for it. It'll be, I think it's coming out. They said spring 2023, right? Mm-hmm. So it'll be the first movie I see of the year, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
My my favorite part of the trailer was uh, Toad because <laughs> I, I love Toad so much. I think Toad has like the most personality. Yeah, and especially I played. I gotta get back to it, but I played uh, the Paper Mario game on Switch, mm. and um, Toad Toad's personality is a big big part of that because you're constantly finding Toads uh, throughout the Mushroom Kingdom kingdom and saving them from their origami forms uh and they are just like hilarious and sarcastic and i love toad in mario strikers he is just like so amped and yeah i love his catchphrases and i love how even in that little teaser trailer um i was really happy to see how much of toad's personality came through in that one interaction so i'm psyched toad's the best yeah I, I just I can't wait for this movie. I'm really excited. It looks really good too. Like Bowser's airship. I love that. Like Bowser cruises in on an airship, which is classic, right? Classic like Bowser. Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, Super Mario Brothers three. Those classic airship stages were amazing. Mm. Um, and he's got and his airship is like awesome and super modern. And the model for Bowser himself oh, is yeah. really cool. It's got like you know kind of. Looks a lot like the N64 Bowser, but of course, like sleek and modern. Uh, yeah, it just looks so good. <laughs> it it really feels like they went back to to three for this. Like that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting. Like maybe Mario will grow a tail for it, or um, actually, <laughs> like three or um, what was the one where you could ride Yoshi? Yeah, Super Mario. Uh, yeah, Super Mario World on the Super, Super Mar- Nintendo. Yeah, I kind of yeah. got like when I looked at Bowser, I kind of got that vibe from you know where he's up in that little. I mean, they've drawn place. from all of the games, I think, uh, for this. Yeah, at least you can tell um, that they've included that essential DNA that you know uh, pervades through through all the games you already saw, like an Ice World, right? The Mushroom mm-hmm. Kingdom, of course, but having different worlds with different climates and different uh, properties like a desert world, an ice world, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty clear. So I'm excited to see like, you know, it looks like Bowser's going around to all these worlds, sort of conquering them. And then Mario's probably going to try to stop him. Um, it's me- interesting to me that Mario seemed like he hadn't been to the mushroom kingdom before. Like he just kind of landed there. So I'm curious to see if they explain like where he came from rather than just like being a part of that kingdom already. I almost wonder if, did you ever watch Super Mario Brothers Super Show? (laughs) Of course you did. I've seen it. I wouldn't (laughs) say that I've watched it. So that used to be part of like my, was it like Saturday morning cartoon type deal? Um, It was one of the regulars that I watched. It was like that and then like gummy bears. And um, I remember the, like the first episode was basically like introducing Mario and Luigi to the Mushroom Kingdom. So I almost wonder if maybe this is, they're already thinking this could be a series kind of deal, and we're looking at Mario and Luigi's introduction to the Mushroom Kingdom, their introduction to Bowser, the princess, and all that. So that would be really cool. Um, I'm sure there'll be a sequel. (laughs) After seeing it, it really made me want to, like, Oh, you know, Mario's getting ejected from this pipe into the Mushroom Kingdom. I want to go back and watch the first couple episodes of the Super Show. <laughs> well, the the original Super Mario Brothers movie uh, with John Leguizamo clearly answered that question. <laughs> they are plumbers in New York. Yes. And yeah. uh, that's how they end up in the 
not exactly the Mushroom Kingdom, but that's how they get where they're going. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Th- that place that they were in. You know, we're kind of subterranean sewer world. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Well, Anything this... else in the news or should we no, uh, head on over? Let's head on history. over to history. Alrighty then. Let's go back in time. <gasps> Ta-da! Docs, I gotta yeah. do it. No, please. What, what year is it? <laughs> uh, starting off uh, this week, so it's been a while since we did history, so I included a couple weeks worth of history. Uh, in 1999, on September 30th for the Nintendo 64, Jet Force Gemini came out. And yeah. Yeah. We talked about this in the history section way back in episode 18. So if you are up for some nostalgia, uh, go check that out. Why not? And um, it's still a great game. So it's on here. It's one of my favorites. It's my first introduction to that sort of like action adventure game. It's not exactly open world. Uh, I think I heard a term this today for the first time called open corridor. Oh. Which uh, sounds like, I mean, these are very, the I like open, that. I think, is kind of a, these are very corridor, I think. Yeah. <laughs> if I remember the levels, I actually went back and played it at my parents' house because I, when I sort of um, revived my Nintendo 64 from the basement of my parents' house, uh, I plugged this in and was playing it. And I was like, oh, yeah, these levels are pretty, you pretty much follow a track, but they're super fun. And, you know, the premise of the game is you are like in space. So first of all, in space, that's a win already. Uh, it's like a brother and sister pair, uh, Juno and Vela. And they have a dog, Lupus, and they get separated. Yes. And you play as each one of the characters. They all play differently. The dog can kind of hover, float for a little bit. Flying um, dog. Flying dog. And you have to save tribals, these little bears, mm. From being enslaved by the evil Mizar, which are like basically big ants. And this was made by Rare, um, you know, famous for Donkey Kong games, Donkey Kong Country games. And of course, uh, um, GoldenEye and this Jet Force Gemini and so many great games. Um, So it was amazing. It's kind of in their heyday, in their prime. And it was super gory. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember that being like surprised by that. You know, the tribals would get crushed by enemy ships and there would be blood splatter. Uh, They'd get dismembered. The ants would regularly get dismembered as you destroyed them. Heads, arms. You could even collect their heads. I think it was a collectible. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Why so gory? Yeah, what was your experience with this game? I'm sorry. Uh, it was also difficult. There were sections where uh-huh. you just, because open corridor, you there would be a lot of times multiple ways that you could go. And there, there was this one where you're on, um, you're on a spaceship. Um, you had to switch to the dog to get across uh, this, this wide open spot. And then... After that, I I just couldn't figure out where you were supposed to go, where the lever was that you mm. needed to like extend the bridge or whatever, and yeah. um, 
I got. St- I remember getting stuck for a long time there, and I, actually, I think <laughs> I don't think I beat the game. I think that's where it ended for me, because oh, we no. didn't have uh, we didn't have cheat like you couldn't just look it up on the computer. Yeah, I didn't go grab your issue of Nintendo Power and look up. Uh, <laughs> you had to get players' guides back in those days, right? If you yeah. wanted help. Good I miss old. players' guides, by the way. <laughs> I do too. Um, Prima still makes some, um, but they're yeah, like. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, and they'll have like some stickers and stuff in the back. They're kind of like, I guess, please, please buy it. <laughs> please buy it. Yeah. Um, I, when I was streaming Banjo Kazooie, I. Uh, <laughs> I looked up on the internet archive the player's guide for Banjo Kazooie. Uh and that was really fun to have that uh with some random person's, you know, notes scrawled on every page, but like <laughs> it's cool. Brought me back. Yeah. Um Yeah. So then uh in 2011 for the Xbox 360, Crisis came out, <laughs> which of course kind of uh a well-known PC game, well-known for being very demanding on uh, the hardware that it runs on. And I just wanted to throw this out there because we talked about this uh, in a previous episode when we were talking about Far Cry. Um, and so I just thought it was a neat thing to dig up again. The The game engine that this is based off of is called the Cry Engine. And so the game is called Crysis. But... The Cry Engine was originally developed uh, for high-end PCs to showcase its long draw distance, right? So if you've ever played a game where you're running through a field and then things just kind of like pop up in front of you (laughs) as they load in, uh, that would be like a short draw distance. A long draw distance would be like things are there or background scenery is there. There's no kind of random fog obscuring the, the horizon. Um, so tech demo, uh, their first demo with the use this engine was called dinosaur Island, uh, which was a very demanding benchmark for back in the day in 1999. And then, uh, this ultimately, um, Ubisoft came and made a deal to turn that demo into a triple a title, which eventually became far cry, <laughs> uh, which of course we've talked a lot about far cry as well. And then, Later, the company behind this, Crytek, they really leaned into that Cry uh, (laughs) moniker. Uh, The company Crytek later signed a deal to use the Cry engine with EA, and that became Crisis. Oh. And and that's that's how the cookie crumbles. I thought it was interesting. No, it is. That <laughs> why is. Don't you, why don't you do one? <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> um, let's see here. If we fast forward a year to 2012, we have another uh, kind of one of the, the OG gaming companies, uh, Bethesda Softworks, uh, released Dishonored 9.9. So it is, it's, it's, is that 10 years? It is. So it's uh Dishonored 9, right? So oh yeah, 109, 109. So it's Dishonored's 10th birthday today. Uh it released on PC, Xbox 360, X Oh, Xbox One, uh, PS3 and PS4. I think that's supposed to be Xbox One, not Xbox. 
X Bomb is the uh, <laughs> you're not gonna leave the game. knockoff version of Xbox. <laughs> the the X Bob <laughs> One. Um, <laughs> if you've never played Dishonor, I've played I think the first one and the second one, but it's been probably about eight or nine years since I've played them, or at least the first one. Uh, you are framed for murder and forced to become an assassin. This game, um, you have to use some unique stealth tactics you get some pretty cool abilities uh such as being able to transition from the past to the future in one particular mission uh which is really cool actually so you can like you have this cool little like shard kind of that you can glimpse the past and then you can kind of move over into the past to like interact with things and then transition back to the future to allow you to navigate through the level that's pretty cool uh that's neat. Yeah. Reminds me of like a Legend of Zelda game where you go into the mirror realms or different times or different seasons. Yeah, actually. Um, it basically makes use of that same type of mechanic where you're transitioning from the past to the future in order to be able to navigate through the level and, you know, further um, figure out what what happened that uh, led to the murder. Uh, this game won numerous game awards uh, for for its uniqueness uh for animation for a lot of things and um it wouldn't be a bethesda game if it wasn't featured in other bethesda games uh so you can find easter eggs of dishonored in games like fallout 4 cool yeah that sounds cool this sounds like one of those games that uh i should uh try to play one day when i discover the Hyperbolic. If I discover the hyperbolic time chamber and I can go in there like they do in Dragon Ball, uh, Dragon Ball Z, and they train for a year, but it only takes a day on the outside, <laughs> uh, I would uh, play all the games in my backlog. <laughs> or um, maybe do some push-ups too. <laughs> what was it? We could also go spend some time on a planet close to a uh, black hole, play a bunch of video yeah. games, and then when we get back everyone will be probably gone but yeah that's the opposite of what i want yeah that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's i want to spend a weekend which is like a few weeks or months just playing games <laughs> that that and go back to work on monday yeah minus the work part <laughs> uh, yep do we have Next another one? game yeah yeah uh yeah. in 2017 um on September 29th, for the Super Nintendo in 2017, putting those two things together, Star Fox 2 was finally released. Um, Star Fox, everyone knows, I'm sure. Classic Super Nintendo game. Uh, also a classic later N64 game and franchise series. Beloved, amazing. Um but uh, it never saw a sequel uh, during the Super Nintendo's uh, heyday when it was the primary Nintendo console um, because even though it was in the works in like 1995, um, they were worried of it already looking kind of outdated. You know, PlayStation uh, was around. Uh, the Nintendo 64 was on the horizon. Um, so they ditched Star Fox 2 in favor of focusing on the Nintendo 64 and the N64 version of Star Fox, aptly named Star Fox 64. Uh, and 
it was eventually released. So for many years, you could get uh, kind of various versions of ROMs for emulator uh, of Star Fox 2. Um, but it was officially released by Nintendo for the Super Nintendo Classic in 2017, which was... I don't know, do you remember this thing, Glitch? No, uh, the Super Nintendo it was, Classic? Yeah, it was like a little mini... It looked like a Super Nintendo, but it was smaller. And it was just... It had it came loaded with like a few games, and you could plug it in to the HDMI port on your TV, and it came with a controller, and you could play Super Nintendo games. It was like oh, just like, kind of a dedicated little game box. Like yeah. the NES Classic. I didn't know they exactly. did it with the Super Nintendo also. That's pretty oh, cool. Yeah. Best system ever. Of course it's going to get a, a classic... If- <laughs> I wonder if Street Fighter was on there. I don't know. Uh, oh, you can go back and check. Um, but then, then uh, it was also later released um, through the Nintendo Switch Online membership for the Super Nintendo emulator on the Switch in 2019, uh, which is where I've tried to play it a couple times, but I never, there's like a tutorial, never quite got past it. I need to pick it up again. But the premise of the game is actually kind of cool. Like in the original Star Fox for Super Nintendo, you would go down uh, down a map. You'd go down these tracks, like a fixed track and a map. And then you'd play the different areas. And, you know, it was really great. Each each area was a different mission um, with a different in a different world or a different part of the Lilat system. And it was cool. And that was most of the gameplay. It was fun. Star Fox 2 maintains that core gameplay, but the map is uh, sort of more wide open. There are no fixed tracks. You can choose where to go, but the whole premise is that you're defending your home planet, Corneria, from all these incoming attacks. And there's actually a bit of like a real-time strategy component to it where as you pick your move on the map, uh, things update, like missiles get launched, the health of Corneria might go down. If it reaches 0%, then you lose. Um, so there's a little bit of strategy in picking where you go because you need to keep, uh, you know, you need to keep defending your home planet. Um, so that seems like a really cool aspect of the game that I'm eager to try when I enter the hyperbolic time changer and play all the games I want to play. I think uh, we both need one of those. Yeah, we can go in together. That's allowed. Okay. Ooh, we could play but, Splat 3. Yeah. Uh, I never understood where the food came from and the hyperbolic time. Because you're in there for a year. Like, you you know, you can be in there for up to a year at a time. And uh, you will age while you're in there, just like the black hole thing. But where do you get your noodles from? Mm, or your oatmeal. It's an important question. Yeah. I have like an oatmeal routine, so I'm going to need that. Yeah, well, uh, get one of those big boxes from Costco or something, and then do they have microwaves in the... A lot of unanswered questions about the time chamber, uh, but we can move on. Uh, <laughs> there were two I wanted to throw in here, just as plugs for MXPB. From 2021, that year, way back when, uh, last year, of course... For the PlayStation 4 on October 7th, Far Cry 6 came out, Mm. and we did a whole episode on that. Glitch gave his impressions across many episodes. Uh, (laughs) Episode 21 was when we featured it, so go back and listen. 
definitely go back and listen. I think I think it was like modest reviews, I think is what I gave it. I don't think yeah. I tore it up. You liked it at first, and then I think you uh, got bored of it, That's which okay. is sort of was sort of my experience, too. Uh, I, I enjoyed it, um, but I just stopped playing it. It just didn't hold my interest as, as I thought it might. Um, and around the same time, on October 8th in 2021, Metroid Dread came out for the Nintendo Switch. Which, of course, won Best Action Game of the Year at last year's Game Awards. Uh, And we did a whole episode on that, too. It was episode 20, just before the Far Cry episode. So go and check that out. There's a whole lot of good stuff there. Yeah. Well, I think uh, we've talked about old stuff for a while, history. We should talk about new stuff. Uh, Recent and upcoming releases. For the month of October. Are you excited? Yeah, I am. Are you? I love when things come out and I can yeah. buy them and then maybe play them. <laughs> one year. One year. One year. <laughs> one day. Uh, okay. There's a ton of stuff. Yeah. What do you like What's... in the October releases? Well, we've already t- discussed uh, No Man's Sky and Overwatch 2. So I think yeah. we can scratch those off. Um, no Man's Sky, October. These came out. It's already the ninth, uh, but it came out October seventh. Yeah, October seventh, October fourth. Um, yeah, I know near Automata, auto, auto, Automata. Yeah, that. Automata, <laughs> Automata. Uh, that came out on October sixth. I did. Uh, I saw that post on Twitter about that. Um, yeah, so that's the special Switch edition called the okay. End of Yorha edition, which was in the uh last nintendo direct uh so that's a that's a port um i haven't seen the reviews of it i'm curious to see if it's a good port i uh i tried to play near automata it was on the streaming service for playstation for a while and um i did not like the first hour or two that i played so i stopped playing it which maybe it's a good game but i don't know you got to make that first hour really compelling otherwise Otherwise, I'm out. Sorry. <laughs> so um, there's a game that I really struggled with that was kind of along the, the, same, the same lines. It's basically the, uh, the tutorial was like five hours long, and I just I couldn't get into it. I mean, you know, sometimes you need a long ramp up to fully enjoy a game, especially like an RPG. Mm-hmm. But um, this was just kind of punishing, punishing in a, diff- a bunch of different ways. It was difficult, but also, um, if you died, you lost a lot of progress, oh, no. and there wasn't a lot going on in that first stage. So it's not like, oh, I'll discover something new on this playthrough. It's like, no, you just go through that same path and do the same thing. So it was, yeah. And I didn't really know what I was doing. It's probably a good game, but I need it needs more time that I I didn't have for it. Oh no. <laughs> Oh well. <laughs> there what are other games like? in your list though, so <laughs> just move on to one of those. I know. Um let's see here. As far as games that I like, um Mario and Rabbids I think just got another trailer and it it looks so good. Tox. I'm really <laughs> excited for. Oh, I see Persona on October 21. That's the game that I struggled to get into, but Mario and Rabbids Tox 
I'm so excited. Yeah. yeah, coming out on October 20th. Also, my dating anniversary oh. with my now wife. Oh. We sort of just chose that day because it was, as relationships tend to be, it was a bit of a transition. It wasn't like fully, uh, you know, it wasn't a discreet event, um, but we chose October 20th um, as the date because it's easy to remember, 1020. And I've still got the Mario and Rabbids game that my buddy loaned to me. Uh, I haven't booted it up in a few weeks, but I want to. It's still fun. It is like XCOM, but fun. <laughs> easier, I guess. Easy, yeah. XCOM, but easier. X- yeah. XCOM like has the potential to be fun, but even on like an easy setting where you want to just play through and see the story, because there's so much like customization with you can create like your own characters and stuff, and yeah. that's fun. But then when that's you fun. watch them die, you're like, well, that's not so much fun. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I'll be excited for this to come out because you can upgrade things. Like it's it's just a lot of fun, and I I really like turn-based tacticals um there used to be like back in the day um back around the same time as like you know the first half-life and the Pentium 2 uh these types of games were pretty popular so um i'm excited for this one yeah yeah it'll it'll be really fun for sure um on the switch front Oh, okay. So, multi-platform release, Dragon Ball: The Breakers on October fourteenth. This has been in kind of like a limited beta for a while on PC. Uh, it's coming out on uh, I think all the platforms: PlayStation, PC, Switch, and it's basically like Dead by Daylight, but with Dragon Ball. Uh, hmm. Have you have you played Dead by Daylight? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Should I know I what you're talking about. I haven't played it, though. I know even you've played it, and you hate oh, yeah. horror games. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe I'll play it again, given uh, the spookiness of the month and Luigi's Mansion and another game on this list that I want to play. But uh, so basically, it's one versus many. You have a, a like a bad guy. Um, they have a special term for them. I don't know. I forget what they call them, but basically the the premise is like you're sort of seven, I think, normal characters. So like not Goku, not go, no Super Saiyans, no Saiyans, no fighters. You're like Bulma and, uh, you know, all the and uh, Chi Chi and like, you know, characters not those happen to be two women, not saying all the weak characters are women, but like <laughs> other characters that are not the fighters. Um, in the game and you have to basically kind of escape from the supervillains which are they wrote you know you can play as cell or majin Buu or uh an android maybe in a future update <laughs> and you know in the dragon ball games there or in the dragon ball series it's all focused on the you know the fighting uh the fighters versus those big evil entities this is kind of focused on the rest of the world <laughs> right like you and, and the premise is kind of weird. You're in some kind of time warp. You got to get out. But like, what would it be like as a normal person trying to escape from these evil threats that the Dragon Ball uh, world has has faced? Um, so that's that. Seven versus one. You get some ab- abilities you can use like grappling hooks. 
you can run away you can there's probably skill check challenges like in dead by daylight you can coordinate try not to get separated save each other all that good stuff save yourself Um, save yourself (laughs) so that's dragon ball the breakers coming on october 14th to a platform near you did i tell you i um was it dragon ball z2 xenoverse was on sale and i picked that up i saw that and i thought of you i think it's my even i think it's free in the playstation plus uh catalog it yeah it was uh they had like a super sale where it was like five dollars or something for the okay mega pack or you know how those sales are in the playstation store they make them look so good because they are good and then you buy them and then you buy them and then you play them for a couple minutes and then you're like but i've got this other game i'm still playing (laughs) um but it was a lot of fun my hard drive's full i can't (laughs) even download it uh i was not i'll tell you i was not expecting it to be like an open world kind of like mmo kind of deal didn't know Mm. that's what it was surprise (laughs) Surprise. um so is that kind of what we're going to expect from this title or is this going to be more of a story driven these are like rounds of seven verse one games okay yeah but it you know you'll be in an area that is open um because you'll be you know the it'll be interesting to see the scope right because the evil bad guys or whatever yeah, they can fly at supersonic speeds, uh, and you obviously cannot. So I'm not sure how big the stages will be, but uh, some people know. I guess we could look it up because there's been some beta, some gameplay already. Well, you can just see for yourself. Pick it up for like some number of dollars, maybe $30 <laughs> when it comes out. Yeah. Um, oh, also, um, yep. Yeah, what were you going to say? No, no, you... Don't know me. Um, so the the next Tales from Borderlands is going to be coming out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a big one. That is okay. that's huge. So um, if if you know anything about the previous Tales of Borderlands, basically it's the story that sets up kind of the it branches Borderlands two to Borderlands three. So what all of us Gearbox fans are really hoping for is an awesome segue from Borderlands 3, which was okay. Borderlands 2 is still the best. If you ask any Borderlands fan, they will tell you probably the same thing. Um, yeah. But we're really looking for something awesome in Borderlands 4, and Gearbox really, really needs to deliver because, you know, Tiny Tina's was such a big upset for so many fans. Borderlands 3 was not as good as Borderlands 2, so... The fans are really expecting a lot, and this is the setup for that. So here's hoping for a really great story um, to take us into four. All right. Here's hoping. That's coming out on the, what, the 21st? It was the 21st or 22nd. October 21st. Yeah, 21st. The wait is almost done. Uh, coming up on October 28th on the Switch exclusively is Bayonetta 3 which I am super excited for. <laughs> yeah. It is, He's, I guess it kind of coincides with Halloween being that you're fighting sort of demons. You play as a witch and there's witch time. There's action. You can play as several different characters. I've never played a Bayonetta game before. I think this will be my first one. And I, I'm just, I'm really excited to play it. It just looks like, it just looks like a lot of fun, you know? Yeah, it does. So. Um, I'm not familiar too familiar with the Bayonetta series. I do know that you play like a anime sp- 
witch kind of person. Um, it does look like a lot of fun, especially um, it gives me a little bit of like Xenoblade vibes. A little bit. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, well, neither of us know much about it, so we'll have to learn <laughs> and report back. Um, but I think it's a, yeah, it's definitely got some action uh, gameplay, really cool combat, really interesting devices, and uh, must be a pretty cool story. Yeah. Did I see that? Uh, is this when October 23rd, the first of the Eighth. Resident Evil games are starting to come to Switch? Oh, yeah, October 23rd is a uh, cloud version of Resident Evil Village on the Switch. That's impressive. <laughs> it's cloud, so we'll, we'll have, see. Yeah, I know yeah. it's really going to be based on your internet, your ISP, so... Um, and the server, yeah. I guess, And the too. servers, yeah. There's a lot of factors. <laughs> yeah, yo, yo. If it was cheaper, I might, like, try it, or part of Nintendo Switch Online. That would be cool, right? I mean, yeah. we keep talking about game streaming. All these platforms have their services. Like, Nintendo Switch Online, cloud version of a game. Like, that. that's that's basically it. But anyways, I digress. Uh, a, cu- a, couple, a couple more I really wanted to get to real quick. <laughs> Were you talking about Xbox just coming to Nintendo Switch? Hmm? No. Oh. What? Oh. <laughs> you said <clears throat> cloud streaming. <laughs> No, I just meant that, you know, Nintendo doesn't really have a streaming service yet. That's true. Uh, they have the emulators, which you download and then you play and you can play them online. But this would be a good you know, way to bridge the gap for them. And it, it, right now they're sort of standalone games, these cloud versions um, that you still have to buy at like basically full price. Um, whereas if they were included in a membership, especially given their unreliable performance you know uh then that would be a really good value add to the nintendo switch online it would probably increase the price but yeah could be pretty cool there was a um so actually also there was i saw somebody posting on reddit which i know reddit is not it's not your place for news um but some rumors have some merit uh there was a rumor that xbox um what is their streaming service called? That's Game wow. Pass Ultimate. Could you imagine Game Pass? You know, and if Nintendo takes their cut, right? How wildly successful the Switch is already, but you would have people going out of their way to buy Switches for Xbox Game Pass. That would be psychotic. Yeah. Um, but so that's, long Steam Deck. So long. Mm, Last week we talked about like an LG excellent. device that is strictly game streaming. Yeah, it runs Android basically and Game Pass. Yeah. I this yeah. I mean if didn't, well, if bye. if there's any talks if there's any merit to that rumor whatsoever um any future handheld system will die in the water because Xbox and Nintendo having that kind of deal would be phenomenal for the future of gaming um yeah that'd I, be great I mean Xbox has got the servers they've got I've talked to so many people that are using Game Pass you even had Game Pass um i loved it yeah yeah i stopped i stopped it because i i ran out of time to play the games but i will definitely get it again when i want to play it works so well but could you imagine that on the nintendo switch with that library where they're always adding games that would be yep that'd be a game it'd be a game changer (laughs) 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 yeah (laughs) yeah it would be awesome it would be um little rumor um but 
little rumor like that actually is pretty exciting to hear. So, yeah, I want it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but until then, real <laughs> game on the Switch coming out on October 28th is Factorio, which mm. uh, has been around for a long time on different platforms. And I only learned about this game actually recently on a di- for an, an unrelated reason. Um, and it's like a massive sort of factory building game where you have to mine and manage a bunch of different resources and put them together to create uh, factories that produce things. And you can create a certain level of automation within the game, which is always very satisfying. Set up your factory to do things on its own based on certain conditions. And from what I understand, there's a bunch of mods for it on PC, including ones that take it to space and beyond. Ooh. So and be- I'm what's beyond? excited to see what this looks like on Switch. October 28th. Uh, have you played Factorio? No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, how about... So, this one I'm excited for. It's a PlayStation release. Uh, Gotham Knights on yeah. October 21st. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. gamer... Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, the developer just released a couple of, um, like they allowed a couple of streamers and YouTubers to play the game. Uh, they, they got a couple minutes to play. Um, the guys over at gamer ranks got a chance to play for a little bit. And I was actually watching that right before the podcast. They, um, they did the battle with, uh, Harley Quinn and it looks so good. I mean, it looks just like the Arkham video games. Uh, it has that kind of like art style, uh, mm-hmm. but solid. I I can't wait for this to come out. Yeah, it'll be interesting. IGN was like ga- ga- like underwhelmed, I guess, with their hands-on review, but they wanted to see more. That was it's- their impression. I think it looks really cool because even though I'm not a DC Comics fan, I love uh, that it looks like it plays like Spider-Man, <laughs> which is my favorite game. So, um, yeah. And I would love to learn a little bit more about the DC universe that I don't really know that much about. Did you play um, Arkham or any of the Arkham games? Nope. So, I saw them on sale or on something. So yeah, the Arkham I trilogy, um, is it trilogy? Yeah, I think I remember it's a big deal. Games. Yeah, I know it's a big deal. That's Huge sure. deal. Actually, a lot of the mechanics from Spider-Man came from Batman Arkham. Uh, I think it's the Full circle. same developer possibly. Yeah. Um, but anyway, phenomenal games insomniac i it may have been i'm not sure if not it was a lot of the developers from the game uh because a lot of it's it's a lot of the mechanics are borrowed um but solid game incredible story a lot of people were hoping after the um the christian bale batman that we were actually going to see because of its popularity we were hoping to that that Arkham was kind of going to be the next series, um, and it ended up being Batfleck instead. But uh, this game isn't really anything new as far as the mechanics and stuff goes. They've added a couple things, like <laughs> what they've learned from Spider-Man, um, but it's it's a lot of the same formula from the Arkham series, copy and pasted, and that was IGN's problem with it. For me, you have a winning formula, 
just keep doing that, making those tiny adjustments. We've talked about it before. You know, if you have something that's successful, uh, keep doing it. Keep doing it right and just keep adding to it just a little bit at a time. Eventually, you're going to need to kind of switch things up a little bit. But if it's working for you and you got a good story, do it. Yeah, it looks open world and I think it's also co-op. So I'm curious yeah. to see that. That's what really attracted me to it. Uh, while and, you wait, if you're waiting to play this game, talks, mm-hmm. I would strongly okay. recommend picking up the Arkham series and just like try to push through the campaigns. They're the campaigns tend to be a little little short. Um, yeah, but that's because they intend on you, you know, wandering the world and doing all the other stuff. Okay, solid I'm down series. for a short game. Yeah. Uh, if you're researching this game, be careful. Uh, people who have received some early art book uh, art books from the game have also leaked those, which reveal some plot spoilers. So just watch out for that. If you don't want to be spoiled. Uh, maybe you want to be spoiled. I don't know. Anyways, um, <laughs> I think that about probably wraps it up for our most uh, our favorite new releases. What do you think? Yeah, I think you're right. I know, um, yeah, we talked about the Resident Evils coming to Switch, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I think that's that's everything. That's everything, so I think we've earned it. Here comes the experience. Woo! Feels good. It does. <laughs> <laughs> it feels so good. It feels good to be back. Um, oh, good. I'm glad to have you back. Yeah. And so... Uh, it's not the same without you. Oh. But I had fun with Thorn, not gonna lie. You <laughs> might have some competition. Ooh. Ooh. We should get a th- uh, we should do a three a, I don't know what you would You want to do that. a three way? Is that we what should, you're saying? Yeah, three way podcast. That would be great. Okay. All right. Well maybe. <laughs> um for now though, that will wrap it up for this week's edition of the Morning XP Boost. Uh, we've been your hosts as always. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And, uh, you know, Glitch is back from his vacation. He is now wiser and older and, uh, maybe fatter. So (laughs) tell me, Glitch, tell everyone, uh, any final, any parting words, uh, coming off your vacation here for our adoring fans of the Morning XP Boost. Uh, Yes, I have some, and I will give them to you next week.